Hello, hello, and welcome to another Toon Network Match Report with me, Adam. I'm going to do things a little bit differently today. I'm going to do the video, uh, the podcast, in real time. So at the time of recording now, it's pre-match. It's quarter past one. I'm still really optimistic. It's a huge, huge game in London against Crystal Palace. It's a massive six-pointer at the bottom half of the table. We are very, very close. I mean, we're, we're, we're level on points 24 uh, with teams in the relegation zone. Bournemouth got another impressive victory yesterday. Southampton got a really impressive victory as well. Really, really big games for those. Um, so it is absolutely crucial that we pick up something today at Sellers Park. What, I, what always strikes me about um, Rafa Benitez's Newcastle this season is that we always... We, we very often seem to pull out quite important away performances in the league. Um, we did so against Stoke recently. We got an important draw against West Brom during that awful run of defeats. We beat West Ham away, which was a bit of a shock as well, um, given how things had been going. And uh, we started with Savia that day. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of optimism, but... We know it's going to be a tough game. Could really go either way. It's very, very difficult to call. We know how dangerous Benteke could be. We know about Townsend. We know about Zaha. I think it's about stifling those wingers and their dynamic play if we're going to get anything out of this game. But having the belief going forward and converting chances. Now, team news is in. New signings, Dubravka. He's on the bench today. Darlow retains his spot. And... Islam Slomani has not made the lineup at all. I it doesn't massively surprise me given that, you know, although he did have an injury, he was definitely out for sort of one to two weeks. So I think it was I didn't never expect him to start. And I think had he start had he even been on the bench, I probably wouldn't have expected him to play too much more than ten minutes. So you know, too it's come too early for Slomani. Uh, but hopefully next week against um, Man United, which would be a really, really good atmosphere at St James's Park. Hopefully, you can get a run out there. Um, but instead, today's lineup sees Gale and Perez um, together. I think they'll be quite dynamic. There'll be a lot of movement. I think Gale's been picked. I mean, Hosselu's confidence will be very, very low now, having been dropped after the, the midweek game against Burnley. The missed penalty, a couple of chances as well. Atsu obviously missed a chance, a very good chance too, so it's not all on Hosselu, but but Dwight Gale comes in against his former club, there might be some you know point to prove um, for Dwight Gale. Shelby and Diame make up the um, centre mid, so Shelby comes in for Marino, and maybe Rafa Benitez just wants a bit more um, potential for unlocking a, a Crystal Palace defence that is very... Is relatively solid, but not really as mobile as the likes of Perez and Gale could be. Kennedy retains his place after a really impressive um, debut in midweek at St James's Park, and it's Matt Ritchie who's coming. Um, I would have liked to have seen Jacob Murphy start. I think a lot of people were were, were kind of clamouring for this. Um, I certainly was. He's always looks impressive when he comes on the pitch. He's very direct. I'd be very surprised if we don't see him at all because I think. He's the kind of player that can run at maybe slightly static and mobile defenders and cause some real, real problems in, in, towards the latter half of the game. So 
um, the, the back four is as you were. Um, so that's the team news. Um, I'm relatively pleased with that. Um, given that Slomani isn't really going to be happening and Dubrovka's, Dubrovka's probably had only a couple of days as a Newcastle player to integrate. So I think it makes sense that he's allowed a bit more time before he comes in. Um, because the communication between goalkeeper and defence is pretty crucial <laughs> and it certainly will be for Man United but I, I would love to see him get a start at St James's Park uh, next week but it's all about today, it's all about Crystal Palace um, in the build-up to, 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 to actually the game kicking off I'll give some thoughts at, at half-time and at full-time as well um, so you get the full spectrum of the game and, and my reaction to it but I just wanted to mention uh, before I pop off for this section um, the fantastic um, event organised by True Faith, the press forum, the second of its kind at the Tyneside Irish Centre earlier in the week. It was absolutely fantastic. At the time of recording, I know at least £2,200 was raised for the food bank. Um, the journalists there um, were there purely um, off their own bat. Um, they gave up the time for free to speak and give fantastic insights into the likes of Mike Ashley, Amanda Staveley, the takeover, Rafa Benitez, um, the, trans the January transfer window. We heard things about Keith Bishop, um, some great anecdotes kicking about and about Lambias and, and, and Mike Ashley as well. So some, uh, <laughs> some really, really um, good anecdotes there. Um, and we got to hear from uh, George Colkin, Luke Edwards, Craig Hope, um, Mark Douglas was there, The Chronicle, Louise Taylor of The Guardian, and Simon Bird of The Mirror. They were joined by Steve Wraith on stage, um, a few of the um, Newcastle United Supporters Trusts. Um, Colin Whittle um, was on cracking form once again. And of course, the True Faith boys, uh, Alex, uh, Si, and Chubbs up on stage as well, hosted by uh, the lovely Sharon Percy. It was an amazing event. It was. It was. It did get a bit tasty, actually, which was fantastic when we're talking about Staveley and her intentions. And obviously, George had a lot of insight into that, given his um, his recent interview with her. Um, Luke Edwards, um, you know, wanted to propose a counter argument. Um, you know, at least to, or at least to kind of scrutinise um, her and her, her so far inability to put forward a, a you know, a, an acceptable bid. Um, so it's great to see both sides. It was really good to hear both sides of the coin on, on, on that by guys in the know. And it'll be interesting to see how the next couple of months pans out because I don't think the takeover, as I mentioned before, if you've seen my latest takeover video, please check that on my YouTube account. Um, I don't I think the takeover is far from dead. And there's, um, yeah, the story will continue to unfold. Um, but the important thing is what's on the pitch, uh, and and it's this Palace game, and it's it it this is massive. I'm really really quite nervous about it. It's a win could take us within a couple of points of of eleventh uh, and very very close to the top half of the table. A defeat, and suddenly we are in trouble, and could very well slip into the relegation zone after the Man United game if we fail to if we fail to overcome them, and that's a huge challenge. Um, especially with uh, Alexis Sanchez in rampant form. So, yeah, there's a lot to be worried about, but there's also a lot to be optimistic about. Kennedy is one of those um, optimistic elements. He looked really, 
he, I mean, uh, on Wednesday, he really looked like a player who could make things happen. And I'm hoping he's going to do that at Crystal Palace today. He's unpredictable. He is very confident on the ball. And I hope he just, I, I hope our wingers just, just run at their defence and cause problems. And with Gale and, and Perez's movement, really need to be causing problems. And more, more important than anything, getting chances on target, making the keeper work, and converting very, very good chances that throughout the season we've it's been we've been plagued with missing chances. So let's hope at Crystal Palace we can do something good. I'll see you at half time. Cheers. Hello, hello, welcome back, and it's half time at Selhurst Park, and it's Crystal Palace nil, Newcastle United won, Modi Army with a fantastic steal into the back post from a Kennedy corner. I believe Perez might have just got a flick on it. Not sure who's going to get the assist there, whether it's Kennedy or whether Perez did get enough on it, but absolutely woeful defending from uh, Crystal Palace. I think ultimately it's, uh, it's James Tompkins that loses his man, and um, Diarmi just taps it in at the back post. Um, with, with, without anybody around him, he's in acres, and, and to be honest, it really he really deserves this, uh, Modi Army, given his performances over the last month. Uh, a couple of months ago, I completely wrote him off as a Premier League footballer, as you might uh, well be aware, um, but he's proving me wrong, he's proving, I think, a lot of people wrong. He's um, he's really come into himself and found some form, and he's beginning to be a very, very important player for Rafa Benitez right now. You know, he, he, he can add... He's certainly adding goals here. Um, he scored against uh, West Ham away as well. So London, um, he seems to find a lot of joy in. And but he, but he also breaks up players. We saw against Burnley in midweek. Um, Shelby's been playing well. I think he's um, he's he's providing some nice tempo. I think he's certainly been more effective than Kabai has, um, his counterpart, in terms of that. But. You know, we might be one nil ahead, but Crystal Palace have really given us some things to think about. We they've they've broken clear a good couple of times. You know, uh, Zahar got through and he was well tackled by uh, both Lascelles and Clark at the same time. He looked like he picked up a little niggle. Uh, Benteke was put through by Van Arnholt, sort of on his on the wrong side. He tried to he had to kind of try and flick it with the outside of his right foot. Darlow was superb and rushed out very very well and very very uh, quickly. But, you know, on a different day, that they, they could go in. You've also got um, a great link-up where Kabai sort of chested it and had a shot. But it was very, very tame, so Darla was easy to pick it up. But the most dangerous um, two chances that Crystal Palace had in that half was a, a, a square ball to Zahar, who I think it came off Yedlin's thigh. Uh, goal kick was given, but um, it was a fantastic block. Really, really important block from Zahar, who just hasn't had the look in this first half. And the other, um, the other chance that they did have was a deflected shot from Zahar by I think Kieran Clark, and Darlow's made an absolutely superb reflex save. Um, he, he, you know, he's he's have to react very, very late to it, and he's palmed it off, and it's sort of he's palmed it onto Benteke's thigh and, and, and out for a goal kick, and Benteke fails to capitalise on that chance, but. We've had definite warning signs at the other end, but I think that Dahl was playing well. Dummett's impressed me as well. You know, Richie um, had a, his tackling back as well. He had, there was a penalty shout, but the, the replay clearly showed that he um, used his left foot and it was a very, uh, very legal challenge. 
But going forward, uh, you, you know, Kennedy shows that his uh, performance in midweek isn't, uh, hasn't been an anomaly. He's really looked impressive on that left-hand side and he's really causing his problems. And as I mentioned, it, the, our goal came from a, a corner and Kennedy's corners have really been causing problems. They really have. And it suddenly gives us an extra dimension um, and, and trying to make use of and maximise the, the, the potential of these set plays. Um, Kennedy himself sort of broke through, cut in on his right and had a shot very well saved from Hennessy. Perez tried on the follow-up to curl it round. Hennessy saved again for a corner. Should, uh, should he have squared it to Shelby? He was screaming for it. I'm not too sure in that respect. There was, there was almost like an urgency to get a shot away while the keeper was still trying to recover from the first shot. But we've been much more, um, uh, I guess... Uh, accurate with our shooting, you know we've got we've had about seven shots, seven sh uh, seven shots in the first half and already six on target, compared to Crystal Palace's six shots and only one on target. So that really tells the tale of this half. Crystal Palace's missed chances, Newcastle's dominant, sl slightly shading possession, but we look really comfortable on the ball away from home. Well, I, I have no idea why we can't play this way at St James's Park. It just seems beyond us at the moment. But we, we, we've looked very, very strong um, going forward. We probably should have made it 2-0. Um, but I can see another goal in this, in this game. I can certainly see Palace putting one away in the, in, in the second half. But I think we've definitely got more than one goal in us. But I'm absolutely delighted that we're in such an important match. We're putting in a performance that we need to put in. But we, we have to be mindful of Crystal Palace's um, danger. Um, going forward in the final third, the, the third, that trickery, the way that they can just break at pace and overlap, and a couple of times our defensive has kind of been all over the place. Um, but it's, it, I think it was, you know, looking at the replay, it's Martin Kelly and, and James Tompkins were kind of in the same boat, and, and it looked like Martin Kelly almost had two players, and whether Fosu Mensa should have had somebody or not. I'm just having a look at it here. I mean, it's, a, it's an absolute shambles. I think that's either Fosu Mensah or, or Martin Kelly by looking at the replay rather than James Tompkins, whose man I believe was Lascelles, although he was kind of nowhere near him either. But what an easy finish for, for Diarmi in the six-yard box. Absolutely fantastic. And you can hear the, the, um, the supporters in full voice. Uh, Hosselu not in the squad at all today um, due to illness. So we have no strikers on the bench. Um, but we have to be careful once again, when we bomb forward, as we did for the Benteke chance, Lascelles coming out, and we, we, we mentioned that in previous games, um, Clark had a propensity to come out as well. So we need to keep it tight at the back. We, luck has been on our side so far, but it will not last forever. We've got to keep just steady and keep calm and defend like we have been defending. I must say... Dummett really has been throwing himself around and making some excellent tackles and, and long may it continue. We've got the likes of Murphy, we've got the likes of Atsu, Marino on the bench as well. So we've got we've definitely got some attacking options to bring on. I definitely think we'll see Murphy because I think um I mean it, Palace are picking up injuries all over the place, you know. Um you know, as I mentioned Zahar before, Martin Kelly's probably come off there with a with a hamstring injury at the end of the half as well. Sacco's come on, so 
they're, they're dropping like flies and they're going to have to reshuffle and, and, and regroup really after that first half and wonder what they have to do to kind of score and if they they need the mental strength I guess but Newcastle showing the mental strength at the moment it's 1-0 in the capital and we'll see how things fare in the second half I'll see you at full time cheers well it's finished full time at Selhurst Park it's finished Crystal Palace 1 Newcastle United 1 and man what a real Jekyll and Hyde performance that was in the first half you know, we had some um, concerns about Palace going forward in their fast-flowing attacking football, which we knew about from the start. But we were relatively in control of that game, and we were having more shots on target, and we were we were we were asking more questions of their goalkeeper. But for whatever reason, we've completely taken our foot off the pedal in that second half, and it was really poor. I thought the defence was just all over the place. I thought. I thought Clark was, was just kind of like lost his head a few times. Darlo certainly did. I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know what happened in that second half. But they came out more assertive than we are. They seem to want it more. They clawed back the possession stats, so they they seem to dominate a lot of that second half. And we we just couldn't get a foothold in that game. Having had chances to make it two 0 we couldn't. We we just couldn't get a foothold at all. Now, I've got to give huge respect to a lot of our defenders who were... I know I've just slated a couple of them, but in, in those scrambles, you know, Clark, I think, has done poorly a, a few times, but it was that scramble at the end, in about the 85th minute, where um, Clark saved one on the line, and then he's then then dumbed thrown himself at the, defender, uh, at the Crystal Palace player, and then Clark just absolutely threw himself at the shot from inside the six yard area. It was almost like a surefire goal. It's deflected it over and it's gone over, but... So, you know, there was some great last-ditch defending when it came to the scrambles, but we, we, we allowed the scrambles to occur. We, 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 lost, we lost solidity at the back, we lost our formation, we lost any kind of structure. You know, and and, and we, we, we just panicked. It just seems like, like Darlo just a few times just didn't know whether he was coming or going and he, he hesitated, he was caught in no man's land a few times. I don't know why Kennedy was brought off only, you know, 10, 15 minutes into the first half. I thought he was one of our most exciting players, whether it was injury, whether Benitez thought Atsu was a better shout because we're getting overrun, but... To be honest, Atsu let me down when he came on today. He, he, he had a few chances to put some good balls in on the left-hand side, but his touch let him down a few times. I was disappointed not to see Murphy come on. He's our best winger, man. On, 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 on form behind Kennedy, he's our best winger. So, I mean, let's, let's, look at the, let's talk about the penalty, because, yeah, it was only 10 minutes into this into the second half and um, Kieran Clark has got a lump of uh, Benteke's shirt from from a from a corner uh, across from the left-hand side possibly Zahar or Van Aalholt both of them were causing loads of problems in that second half they were they were very very dangerous indeed and the cross was beyond, I mean the cross was beyond Benteke anyway whether there's a challenge whether he's unchallenged or not so that's that's one thing to consider the second thing to consider has Kieran Clark pulled Benteke's shirt? Yes, 100%, absolutely. You can see the number being stretched on the back. That's why the linesman's flagged. However, you flag that as a penalty, you've got problems between now 
and the end of the season. You're going to be giving away three, four penalties a match. So, if that's a, if that's a penalty, if that's a foul, fine. But that needs to be implemented in every single fixture, in every single game, every single week, in the Premier League from now till the end of the season. Which we all know it will not. It was a really, really soft penalty. I don't think it had any impact on the attacking play at all. Because Benteke, was Benteke um, hindered in his ability to jump? Nah. No, of course he wasn't. He just wasn't, he wasn't getting that ball either way. And to be honest, given his uh, shot conversion throughout the game... I don't think, I don't, uh, had, he, had he had a free header and he was, and he had met it, I don't think he would have scored anyway. Crystal Palace wasted a lot of chances. I mean, we were overran in the second half and we, you know, maybe that's credit to Crystal Palace. Maybe, you know, trying to pick themselves up, dust themselves down and come back fighting, which they certainly did. Or whether it was us just kind of completely capitulating and I think it was a bit of both. I was really, really disappointed with that second half performance, given what we showed in the first half. It was needless. And Diarm so basically, you know, uh, Diarmi came off um, for Hayden. So kind of like within within a within a few kind of you know it, shortly after the you know the, the the break. I mean, what time did what time did um, Diarmi come off? So Diarmi came off in the sixty fifth minute, right? So within twenty minutes. Of the second half, we've basically subbed off our two best players from the first half. What's that about? <laughs> Don't know why. I know he's obviously thought Hayden will um, add some, he'll add some uh, defensive stability because we were getting overran. So maybe he just needed somebody to drop in there. That's that. That's kind of fine and fair enough. But in a game where we really need to be trying to. Well, we really just didn't have any foothold in that second half. We didn't even look like scoring. The whole point of that second half was us surviving and not conceding a second. As it happened, in the context of things, I'm pleased that we didn't lose that match. At half-time, I'm not thinking that at all. At half-time, I'm thinking, should be 2-0 up. Should be out of sight. But with... With so many chances, I mean, if Crystal Palace had 21 shots in the end, but only six on targets. I mean, in, in the end, we had 11 with eight on target. So we, 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 that's a decent ratio. It really is a good ratio, but we just just couldn't seem to beat the goalkeeper or beat their defenders or it just it, it just didn't happen for us. I think a lot of our shots were there's a few long range efforts that were quite tame, quite easy to pick up. Um, obviously, all counts as a shot on target. But their 21 shots with only 6 on target, again, tells us tale. They were probably, overall, the best side on the day. They weren't the first half, but I think their second half really causes more problems than, than not. And We've let another game go with a penalty. Um, I don't know what to make of it. In, in one respect, I think it's it, it was a harsh giveaway, but at the same time, Clark knows. <laughs> Clark knows. I think um, I'd like to see Lejeune back in as soon as possible. I'd like to see Lejeune partner Lascelles because um, Clark's had a Clark had a tough run of form when uh, Lascelles was out before Christmas. Those couple of months where we went through very tri like difficult times. 
I think his form is dropping off a bit again. And um, Lejeune, it's good to see him back in the matchday squad. And I'd like to see him pushing for um, a starting berth because we, we need to get showed up. I think Darlow's performance in the second half, I was praising him in the first half. He was excellent. He was he did everything that was asked of him. But this, this hesitancy and... Um, just I don't know, lack like of confidence or what it was. His head's just gone. We need someone with composure, and I think ultimately that that's the word. We we really lack composure in this second half. And every time we got the ball, like Clark would get the ball after being under the caution, he just smack it up the pitch and out to play, and then they come back at us again. There's they really had us on the back foot for most of that game, and it shouldn't have been. We shouldn't have let them. We, we we lost mental strength, and it's the same theme again, which I mentioned in pretty much every match report. Solid in the first half, drop away in the second, completely lose it, and lucky to only get a draw in the end. So Palace, best team overall, wasted a lot of chances, but they were the most assertive and proactive team overall. And 1-1 probably suits neither team. It's not a defeat. But it doesn't suit us. We really, really needed three points on the ball. We've too many times we've we've thrown away a potential three points for for, for one, and we're not entitled to any points. We have to earn every single point we, we we win in the Premier League. But today was a big opportunity to see it out while they were on the, you know under the cosh, and we didn't once again. Whether Slamani's back for the Man United game, I don't know. I think Dubravka absolutely certainly comes into comes into goal next week. No question, no question. And I don't think really think there's more to say than that. We just didn't really get that clear cut chance in the second half to maybe put them to bed. Atsu had a decent swing towards the end, but I just thought that game was crying out for Murphy, and I really I'm really annoyed and disappointed. But he didn't get on. Very mixed feelings at the minute, um, and I'm sure you've seen a range of emotions over this video, given my optimism at the start, um, my delight at half-time, and now it's just frustration at full-time, because it's another drop point, and you've got to think, we've got tough fixtures coming up, where are we going to get these wins from, how are we going to break free from this, you know, this quicksand that we're all in, this, this team's scrabbling for, for for survival and it's you know we saw some what we saw today was a really tasty game actually for the neutral it was a, a well well fought contest between both sides um everyone putting their bodies on the line it really shows how how crucial it was today i mean to go away anywhere and get a draw in the premier league is a good result i think without context of anything else it's a good result, but in the context of us really, really needing some three points from somewhere, from anywhere, I'm really disappointed. I'm really gutted at that. Um, we can't put away teams like Crystal Palace who are struggling, who had a lot of injuries. Zahar seemed to magically um, uh, um, recover from, his, uh, from, from limping around in the first half, and he put in a really... Good performance, although maybe his final ball is just lacking, which is the story with Zaha. He can do all, all the clever bits and the trickery, but in terms of final balls and assists, he's he's always left wanting. Um, big shout-out to Paul Dummett's tackle in the first half, which I forgot to mention half-time, which actually broke the linesman's flag. Fantastic. Um, it's difficult to know 
who a man of the match would be really. I'd probably have to say, I thought, well, I thought Dionne was good, but I'd probably have to say Kennedy again, because when he went off, we didn't, you know, his replacement wasn't any, was, was no better, it was, it was a lot worse. We didn't take take command in the second half and, the, and, and moving forward, and we only, we really didn't seem to do all of our best work in the first half, which Kennedy was heavily involved in, those corners, his assist, his um, trickery, he cut in on his right and had a shot against Hennessy. So, for me, man of the match, Kennedy, and I really hope he's not injured. I really hope that's not why he came off because we really, really need him for pretty much. Well, we need him for every single game moving forward. Now he looks that good, and it shows his performance against Burnley just was wasn't an anomaly. That's just how good he is. So we need to see more of him. We really need to see Jacob Murphy. What does he have to do again in the starting team? He really, really has been shafted a bit there. It's really frustrating. Um, so man of the match goes to Kennedy. I'd like to see Clark dropped if Lascelles is fit. Uh, if Lejeune is fit, I'd like to see Dubravka come in, and we can all hope that Islam Slimani is going to provide some cutting edge up front because we lack goals and we we'll miss. We just, we just we just need goals. <laughs> we don't score goals, we get relegated. It's as simple as that. And I'm starting to panic now. I'm starting to worry. Um, I don't know what you feel. As ever, get your comments in below. Um, thanks very much for watching. Anyway. Um, it's not the result that we wanted, but it's not a defeat at the same time. It keeps us afloat, but it's not good enough when we've got a lot of very, very difficult fixtures coming up. Notably, Manchester United at St James's Park next. That's going to be huge. The atmosphere is going to have to help a lot. And we're just going to have to go for it. We've got nothing to lose. We have to go for it. Anyway, thanks very much for watching. I've been Adam. Um, Hope you've enjoyed this um, new format. I'm not necessarily going to stick with it. It was just <laughs> needed for today. We'll see you all soon. Please subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes or YouTube. And we'll you catch me on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I'm spitting my words out now. Catch me on Twitter. Catch me on Facebook. Subscribe. Share with all your mates. Tell them about me. And tell them to watch all the videos as well. We'll see you after Man United. Cheers. I've been Adam from the Toon Network. Bye-zy-bye.